Hello, my darlings, and welcome back to Conversations with My Higher Self. Today, we're talking about life path numbers again, and today we are up to life path number seven. This one has been requested many, many times, and I am so thrilled to be talking to you about this today. Before we dive in, a couple of housekeeping items. My audio book, or shall, shall I say my book is out on audio, on Audible specifically. Uh, it is called 72 Keys to Manifestation or an Ancient Path of a Modern Day Alchemist. This is a beautiful book. It's a 72-day journey on manifesting your best life. It has a lot of practical information, something you can apply to your daily life, a lot of rituals, a lot of meditations to help bring forth the life that you want. It has a lot of ancient knowledge that has been lost on the face of planet Earth. And I, you know, it is my great desire that you experience that in an audio format because it is, you know, this book is really perfect for audio. I'm not going to lie. So I hope that you check it out. Also join my growing community on YouTube. I'm at This Is Maria, Maria with a Y, M-A-R-I-Y-A. Yeah, there is um, obviously a way to ask questions on YouTube. And I, you know, I try to get back to folks on there and come meditate with me on our sacred universe uh, on my heart space heart filled space podcast um we upload meditations there every week yes so it is you know i hope that you join me there Alrighty, my darlings now straight to life path seven all right so it's been some time since we spoke about life path numbers um if you need a little bit of a refresher please refer to Life path number one, that episode that I did has a really good background on what life path numbers are, how to calculate your own and some of the other foundational knowledge that you need in order to move forward. If you already know that you're a life path seven and know somebody that is a life path seven, then you've come to the right place. Also, the question that I get sometimes is, hey, so it is my life path a mean, you know, an, an end all be all? Um, is it something that really is a predicament or do I get to ex escape that? And one thing to remember and to keep in mind in is this, a life path number is in, in numerology is just like your sun sign in astrology. Your sun sign in astrology is just an iota of what you are as a human. It's just like essentially one star, the position of one star in the sky when you're born. There's so many more, there's so much more to your life than that one number. Even within the numerology, the life path number is just like the first layer. It's not the entirety of the layers of the layered cake. So don't expect your life path number to tell you full life story or be, you know, specific like laser point specific surgical to your circumstance. It's still an overgeneralization because, hey, there are only so many numbers. There are, you know, 12 essentially. And of course, if you divide the entirety of humanity into 12 buckets, you're going to have to overgeneralize. But, you know, with that disclaimer out of the way, why don't we dive into life path number seven? I love life path seven. This is such a special path. Now, um, if you have been following the series along, you know that I divide um, the nine life path numbers, one through nine, into three major categories, the masculine ones, the feminine ones, and the alchemical ones. Now, take this with a grain of salt. You can come in any body and identify as any gender to experience these life paths. When I say masculine, all we're, or feminine for, for that matter, all we're saying is at one point uh, within the universe, the duality between the masculine and the feminine polarity got created. And the energy got 
evenly split arbitrarily, if I may say so myself, it has been arbitrarily split between these two polarities. One is not better than the other. They're just different. And um, anybody who is a life path seven has come here to exercise, to learn, to develop the masculine side of their being, of their soul. Um, just like somebody with a life path one and a life path four. Specifically, there are a lot of similarities, and you will notice that between the life path one and the life path seven. A lot of similarities, but they're not quite the same. Because one thing that we have to understand is with every, um, essentially, as you go up the ladder, as you go from one through nine, um, there's different gradients of mastery. And seven is supposed to be the masterful masculine, meaning it is the masculine has pass through the lessons of one and the lessons of four to emerge as a seven. Um, that is why a seven may exhibit some of the qualities of the one and the four. And that is another question that I have been asking because some people are like, well, you know, it kind of does seem like uh, some of my qualities are with another number. Everything in the universe is interrelated and interconnected, right? Nothing exists in isolation. So if you recognize yourself in another number, it does happen. Now, Let's talk about the seven. The seven is the number of talent. The seven is the number of a God-given skill. The seven, uh, seven life path is also a missionary because of the talent situation, right? So it's a person on a mission. If you come here as a seven, make no mistake, you did not come here to be on the bleachers, to be in the background. You did not come here to take society, take the rules, regulations, and everything at face value and just sit down and, and, and watch everything transpire. You have come here bearing an incredibly active genome, so to say, and a very incredible, like a, a, a very active, the energy that makes up your being is the energy in a very active state. And that is kind of like the blessing and the curse of a seven. Because on the one hand, sevens tend to be very active, very out there, very curious, they want to experience life. They want to taste life. They want to, you know, be in a lot of different places. So FOMO, fear of missing out, is very much a seven type of uh, characteristic. But another thing that is kind of like the, the curse of this is you may have trouble focusing. You may have trouble finding your path. You may um, have trouble staying in or committing to things or staying in relationships for a long time or staying at a job for a very long time or sticking to something. Um, there is a little bit of that busy mind uh, syndrome. And seven is definitely the, the number of the intellect. And it is, it is also a number of the philosopher. But let's, um, philosopher, not necessarily meaning that philosophy is going to be your um, uh, vocation. Like you're not going to do, uh, you're not going to be a philosopher for a living. But there's something to the seven that is incredibly introspective. And um, I love sevens because they're great synthesizers. I totally just mispronounced that. But what I what what that means is they're able to take a lot of separate pieces, separate particles of, you know, that they see in their vicinity and then combine them in the way that makes sense and paints like a broader picture. And um, that's why sevens have a very beautiful strategic analytical mind that can solve pretty complex issues for humanity. And that is where we get to the talent of the seven. There are a lot of people, like I said, with very special talents, a lot of innovators, 
a lot of scientists, a lot of people who are rule breakers in the sense of they're pushing something forward. They're developing a particular field of study, of learning, and um, they're searching for that next discovery. So there are a lot of seekers in the number seven. Now, the challenge of number seven is finding your talent, recognizing your talent, and sticking with the life path that that talent unfolds in front of you. The challenge with, you know, with a seven growing up is very often they didn't take authority very, very well. Again, this is a similarity with one, if, if you uh, listen to Life Path One. But for, for you, it was less about, sometimes it was with parents, but you really hated rules in like school and, you know, any type of community um, where you were just made to do things, like you just hated that, flat out, right, hated it. Um, so you, you do have a little bit of that, not even the rebellious, like an antagonistic streak in you. Because of that, it may or may not have been easy for you to recognize a talent. Because if, depending on how your life unfolded and depending on what kind of rules were set in front of you by, you know, the educators and, you know, the teachers, et cetera, et cetera, you may have naturally stumbled upon your talent or you may have not. And, and so it really depends for Life Path 7. I would say the lucky 7s are the ones that really understand what their talent is. Like, you know, the things that are just so innate in you, like when you know you're a good writer, or when you know you're so good at math, or like you know that like the violin, you're playing the violin and you're like just so good at it. Like when that happens to a 7, they're like a blissful kid. They're like a happy kid. They're like, oh my God, totally get it. And they, they, you know, they can devote the time, they can devote the space to hone in on that talent, right? Because despite the fact that you come with a very natural inclination, your talent is such that it's going to require a lot of blood, sweat, and tears for you to turn that into something. Yes, it is innate. And yes, you can go to very high, like the, the highest of the heights with it. But this is not an easy path. Life Path 7 is not an easy path. Very often you come into a family where one of the parents is extremely strong-willed or opinionated or forceful. And it is like that parent wants to tug you along for the ride. And so you may have been coming up uh, with a lot of resistance to that particular parent of yours um, that almost wanted to take your free will away. So there's a little bit of that pattern running, uh, running with you uh, when you were a kid. And depending on essentially how this major dichotomy, this major conflict in your life played out, you could have turned out a very, very different human. The best case scenario and the right path forward for a seven is to realize that despite the societal pressure, despite what their parent wants them to do, regardless and irrespective of any of the outward noise, let's call it like it is, what they're meant to do is they're meant to find the peace within and their own journey and their own path through their special talent. So it's like that special talent that you have as a seven. It's like a beacon of light or it's like a torch in the dark. And it really does shine the path forward for you. It is like tugging. It's tugging you towards like, hey, make a left here. Hey, pick up the phone, call that person. Hey, do this, do that, the other thing. It's like that talent of yours, that skill that is so unique to you, it is going to create like an almost like an electric current pulling you into a particular direction. 
almost wanting you to take up your space or your place under the sun. And then there are all these antagonistic forces that don't want that to happen, or seemingly don't want to happen that to happen, like a parent that maybe is not supportive or a teacher that's not supportive. And uh, in whatever form uh, or shape that comes, please know that those people that are the most antagonistic are the ones that uh, help forge you the most, right? So very often as a seven, that one person that was antagonistic and didn't really want you to, you know, become your own person, didn't really want you to do things your way. That is usually a sacred contract type of person. That is the person that you wanted to play that role for you. And so uh, now, you know, looking back at your childhood, looking back at your past, please look at it with a different set of lenses, look at it with a different set of eyes because the, uh, and, and be grateful, frankly, because it, it you know, become, being an antagonistic force for anyone is a pretty hard role to play. And so you have a lot to be grateful for, for whoever did that for you. Now, with sevens, you were probably an extremely active child. The problem is you were not equally active. There were like things that you really wanted to do and you had a ton of energy for that. And then there were things that you didn't want to do and you had absolutely zero energy for that. Like there was absolutely nothing on the face of the planet Earth that anybody could do to make you do certain things that you didn't want to do. With sevens, there's this, and uh, your genius, your area of genius is also your biggest blind spot. With sevens, there is a little bit of an aura of uh, being selfish. And that happens, um, and it's a big, big, big blind spot for the sevens, because they think, for the sevens, because they think everybody's selfish. And while everybody is selfish, the seven takes it to a whole other degree. But they're not doing it because they're vindictive. They're not doing it because they don't know any better. Uh, they're not doing it because they think everybody is like worse than them or they're not standoffish at all. They're just in their own world. And that is what you would notice a lot with a seven. Seven has a very active imagination. The seven is a number of intellect, right? So you're extremely introspective and extremely philosophical, but you also have this ability to create a layer, like a world around you where it's like your world doesn't always match up with like everybody else's perspective. And it's like, there's so many examples of this, but like you may even have like memories of something happening because you live in like such, um, like you live in your own world. you almost like don't belong in some ways that like even the memories that you have from your childhood or whatnot, like what you remember may not be what other people remember because you lived in your own world and your perception was just so vastly different from reality and also from what other, how other people view things. Um, or you know, another way how this could transpire is you could just be completely inattentive to the needs of others. Like don't go to seventh for empathy because you're not going to get much. You may get them excited about things. You may, you know, that's an optimist. It's a hard worker. Like you may go to the seventh for all of those empathy, not their thing. Right. And so sevens are actually, because they create this own like layer of their own reality around them can sometimes live in like worlds that are completely made up. And I'm not saying they're like, how, what's the example of that? Like sevens are the most likely people of anyone to have imaginary friends. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's actually really adorable, but like that's a seven, right? Like you could just get lost, like give a seven, like a room to play in and like, I don't know, some Legos. The seven is gone. <laughs> for hours, right? And like, they're like launching rockets into space in their head. Like they're doing all the things, right? Like sevens really like solitude. They really don't 
worry about being alone. In fact, the, the alone time is either a very productive time or a very good time because it can be brainy, it can be nerdy, they can be they can dive deep, they can be inquisitive, they can go all the way. They are not afraid of that, of the loneliness, right? And that's why it's almost, um, you know, like um, a little bit of the math scientist archetype. Don't want to offend anybody, but like the reason math scientists are so good at what they do is because they are, um, they have a maniacal focus on like the one thing that they're here to like create or whatever, that they're here to download or bring to the planet, right? They're obsessive about this one thing. But you would also notice they're completely lackluster everywhere else, right? It's kind of like this big blind spot. And sometimes a seven, um, for that matter, would have a hard time staying engaged. Like you probably hated parts of school, like some subjects probably hated, cannot get you know you to pay attention. Sevens are the most likely to have ADHD, by the way, because they're just like their brain is very active, runs a thousand miles a minute, and. Until you, again, like the only thing you can obsessively focus on is something that has to do with your mission, something has that has to do with your life purpose. Everything else you're going to have a hard time sticking to. Another thing with a seven is there can be challenges around relationships, including romantic relationships, not going to lie. Seven is fairly challenged there, again, because sevens, they're very practical. They're very brainy, very smart, intellectual, introspective, all of the good stuff. But... They're not necessarily able, they don't have the desire, shall I say, to put themselves in another, sh another person's shoes, to see something from another person's vantage point. Because their blessing is seeing things from their vantage point. That is what they came here to do, right? Like shine the light as like a lighthouse. They're, the seven is a lighthouse, right? Make no mistake. And that's why it's very challenging to be in a relationship with a seven because they may come across as narcissistic without being narcissistic, by the way. They, they just may come across as self-centered, a little bit of selfish. And part of the reason is because there's so much in their head and creating their own world, there's not always space in that world to others. And that is why a seven could be challenged with relationships. They could be challenged with friendships also. All kinds of relationships, probably especially romantic ones, because with the romantic ones, there are so many expectations. And the seven is just, unless the seven wants to meet some types of expectations, which they usually don't, because they're kind of like, they want to they wanna be the law in and of themselves. They don't want anybody to give them, you know, a rule book to follow. You know, it's... Unless they want to follow the rules, they're really, really hard to be in relationships with. Uh, very challenging. Now, another thing I will tell you with seven is, that is like a big theme that plays out is despite the fact that they are genius level good at things, their level of self-confidence is not always there. Now, it doesn't mean that, and, and by the way, that lack of self-confidence may come in different shapes and sizes, not just one. It could be, well just a fear of expressing yourself, you know, that is very prevalent in the seven, like the speaking of the mind or like afraid to make a mistake type of situation. It could be awkwardness in social context, but they're not the most confident people. Um, or rather they are extremely confident when it comes to their talent. And, and then there are equally bad lapses in confidence elsewhere. And part of the reason is also 
sevens kind of like have like this unfortunate predicament of not learning very well from their past mistakes. And part of it, again, is a blind spot because like when your spotlight is always shining ahead and like mission, 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 uh, talent, 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 uh, it creates a massive darkness everywhere else because all the light goes into that light spot. And very often that's why sevens can get stuck in this karmic loops over and over and over again, repeating the same mistake, like being stuck with the same person, kind of person, uh, or just being, um, I don't know, <laughs> always stepping on in, in, in the same mess. That's kind of like their challenge, like not being able to grow and move forward. Um, so that feeling of stuckness. I will tell you this, what's the winning strategy for the seven? The winning strategy for the seven is finding your talent. That's the number one most important thing. Like I said, seven is a missionary. You came here with a mission. You have an incredible life purpose. You didn't get your talent, whatever that is, for nothing. It is a dead giveaway for what you're supposed to be doing with your life. Most likely it needs to become a career. So you need to think really long and hard. You know, if you're the type of seven that already knows what your talent is, ask yourself how can this thing that you can do very well help humanity the most? Or how can you best apply yourself, right? If you do not know what your talent is as a seven, most likely it's going to be extremely hard for you to even understand why you showed up because your talent is so interlinked with your life purpose. They're essentially one and the same. And so I think the most important thing for you is to go on a very beautiful, very fascinating discovery ride of what your talent is. Think back to your childhood. What were you naturally good at? Or what was naturally piquing your curiosity? Because that's another thing with the talent of a seven. You are not innately, like there are certain skill sets you have to practice, you guys, right? Like nobody is born knowing how to ride a bicycle. Nobody is born knowing the, you know, a foreign language. Nobody is born even like, you know, knowing how to speak in the first place, right? So it's all like a learned game. And so what, in order for you to discover your talent, if you don't know what it is, ask yourself, what are you most curious about? And then go in the direction of that curiosity. Learn about it, study it, understand it, talk to people that get it. Watch YouTube videos on the topic. Do you know what I mean? Like curiosity is going to lead you to that one talent. And that is going to lead you onto your path. Another thing that could be really, really helpful for the seven is once you are able to understand what your talent is, and once you're going to be able to fully commit to it, like make that a career, because that's the direction you're going to be pulled into your relationships are going to become better because you need that sense of stability in your own life. And that sense of stability is your talent. And then it's like the trunk of the tree and then everything around it, like everything can be built around it, right? It's going to be extremely hard for you to be successful in relationships, to have a loving family and like a really, really amazing marriage. If there is not a part of you that is self-actualized or is becoming self-actualized through apply yourself via the lens of your talent, right? So that is extremely, extremely important. Um, and then allow yourself some creative chaos. Your mind is not meant to be organized. Your mind is not to be meant to be ruly because that's the one thing about seven. Do you know some people when you're, when you're telling them of oh, science and intellect and blah, 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 they're like, okay, well, 
Okay, well, this is the realm of logic, no intuition here, wrong. For the seven, it is the opposite. The seven have an incredibly active crown center. What does that mean? That means that they're intuitive like nobody's business. And they get downloads on a daily. That's why a lot of sevens have headaches. Or shall I say, I mean, a lot of humanity has headaches. It's just sevens have disproportionately more headaches than other people. Part of the reason is because they're uploading all of these stuff into their crown center. They're not always able to process it. And so their brain is like forever busy. And when the brain is overly inundated with information, it can give you a headache. Where I'm going with this is part of the reason that sevens are such amazing innovators, such amazing, amazing scientists, and they can really change industries is because they're tapping into the cosmos, the greater cosmos. Because of that, they're kind of, I hate to say this, but, uh, or maybe I'd love to say this, you're forever plugged into and constantly plugged into the Akashic records, right? The informational field of all that is. And that is a blessing, you guys. Some people are trying to connect for ages and they can't, right? And that's another part. Like when you are connected to the greater informational field, everything is and the kitchen sink isn't there. So don't expect to be orderly, ruly, and organized in your thinking patterns. That is not going to happen. So allow parts of your life to be chaotic. Don't try to like, and you will notice that the more you allow the chaos to go in certain parts of your life, it would disappear from other parts of your life. I'll give you a quick example. A seven cannot maintain order in all things. Like it needs like that creative chaos, right? So if your desk, working desk is messy, that means that your relationships can be clean and orderly and nice and committed. <laughs> but if your desk is neat, then that chaos is going to have to go into your relationships. I guess the reason I'm giving you the desk as an example is because there are two most important parts of the life of a seven, and that's their career and that's their essentially romantic relationships uh, as a general rule, as a general rule. Um, you, you know, if, if you're trying to clean up both, you can't. You're going to have to have a mess in one areas of those lives. Of, 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 of your life in one of those areas. What do I mean by a mess? A mess doesn't mean that your career is nowhere. It just means that you're allowing yourself some creative chaos in there, whether that is like a, 20 sticky notes piling on top of one another or some random objects that you found because they made you think of that other thing that you thought and that somehow it got deposited on your desk on top of three coffee mugs and you know, six issues of the New York Times from like three years ago, it doesn't matter because that is your creative, uh, you know, genius. That's how your genius operates. So just understand that there needs to be, there need to be part of your life, parts of your life that need, that, that, it, that need to be in constant chaos. I hate to say this and you need to be okay with that. So it's okay to be messy in some, it's in some things. Messy in relationships and with other people probably wouldn't recommend that because that is your greatest karmic lesson is like the romantic relationships. You know, you have the same merry-go-round of, of like not being able to be fully there. Seven ha sevens have a challenge with listening. So practice active listening, right? Practice paying attention to what your, your, your other half is telling you. Um, although you may want to like run away and hide and not, not want to be in their feelings and their emotions, but Practicing active listening is going to help you get out of karmic, uh, karmic zones, um, karmic knots. And another thing 
be okay with facing your feelings. Uh, that's another thing. Like someone's really pretend they like pretending and, and then like tucking their feelings away somewhere and like, Oh, a feeling is not real. It does not exist. No, I hate to say this. It's real. And so you out of all people could benefit from allowing yourself to feel. So working with your sacral chakra, which is your, um, you know, the spot where a lot of your emotions go instead of tucking them away. Right. So just get comfortable with feeling. Um, just because you're feeling something doesn't make you like a strange person or a bad person. In fact, it's normal. It's human. I love a seven. You guys, when you are on a mission, you are unstoppable. When you apply your talent, masterpieces get created. It is like awe inspiring and awe inducing. You can shift society, not just like not your family, not like, you know, your community, but like large scale things. We're talking big industries. We're talking big shifts, big changes. And know that another thing about a seven is once you step onto the right path, you become terribly lucky. One thing that you may have noticed in your life is um, sometimes things just drop into your lap out of nowhere. It's like some people have to work for it. And for you, sometimes you just drop on your lap and, you know, like you're in, in manifesting. Sometimes you can manifest things really, really quickly also comparatively. And please know that the more you invest in finding your talent, finding your path, finding your North Star and taking action because seven is about action. It's not about just thinking about it. It's, it's about doing the deeds, right? Like walking the walk, not just talking the talk. You would notice that you would naturally align yourself with the most optimal path that is the path of least resistance for you, but also the path of the most wealth, right? And so actually the one, the, the one like dead giveaway that you're on the right path is if, um, if, you, if you just uh, start getting lucky, uh, like a streak of luck, if you're experiencing that, that means that, okay, like you're moving closer to where you're, you need to go. All right, well, I hope this was helpful. Uh, and if not, at least it was fun. I, that's it on um, life path number seven. Um, sending you a big virtual hug. I'll see you in the next one. Bye loves.